remember saying to Jerry, I'm like, I really fucking hate it when people are like, oh my God, you and Jonathan are hashtag relationship goals. Right. Because I was like, dude, if you knew. If you knew our story <laughs> and like all the ugly and all the complexity and all the beauty and all the work. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the one thing that, you know, unfortunately with hashtag relationship goals and social media and what we see as far as what relationships are supposed to look like and this perfect, beautiful, curated version. Right. It's really detrimental to a person's well-being when it comes to the health of their own relationships. Yo, 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 what's going on, fam? What's up, you Welcome guys? to the Hello Married Podcast. We're your hosts, Jonathan and... Joe Encarnacion. We believe that life isn't perfect. Neither are relationships. And there are a ton of what-the-fuck what moments. What-the-fuck. Here we keep it real with messy conversations around... Sex, love, relationships, communication, parenting, and everything else in between. Because let's be real, life is messy. So messy. And we're all just winging it. Laugh with us, cry with us, and let's get a little more comfortable with the uncomfortable. What's up, Hello Married fam? We are back and we are recording in the studio. I put up hooks so I can move the blankets. What do you think? It's it's sexy. We actually need to get actual like soundproofing. You know, eventually when we start making money on the show, for sure. Tyler said what? The the elevator padding that they use, that movers use. He mm-hmm. said those are like the best ones. Perfect. Then we'll just go to an apartment building that's like working on some construction and then <laughs> borrow some elevator blankets. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So today we are going to start things off a little differently because we're having a little bit of a get to know each other earlier and Joanne asked me what's the one thing that you love about me and I thought about it for a little bit earlier and uh, I told her how hard it was because there's just so much to love about oh I said Joanne earlier Joe there's so (laughs) much to love about Joe I went through so many different thoughts in my head and uh, if it was just one thing that I loved about you is how empathetic you are. Mm, thank you. You're welcome. And now it's her turn. So what do you love about me? The one thing? The one thing. The one thing that I love about you. I haven't heard this yet, guys. This is the first <laughs> time. The one thing that I love about you is your willingness to learn despite not knowing what the outcome is. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful thing. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I guess today we are going to talk about relationship goals and more specifically. Hashtag relationship goals. Thanks, Chris Mazina, for this. <laughs> hashtag couple goals. Hashtag relationship goals. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. And why, did, why was this something we wanted to talk about? Because I remember one time... It was me, you, Mike, and Jerry, and we were having an adult sleepover at their place, and we were just talking about love and life and the complexities of relationships Mm -hmm. and how I remember saying to Jerry, I'm like, I really fucking hate it when people are like, oh my God, you and Jonathan are hashtag relationship goals. Right. 
because I was like, dude, if you knew, if you knew our story <laughs> and like all the ugly and all the complexity and all the beauty and all the work. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the one thing that you know, unfortunately, with hashtag relationship goals and social media and what we see as far as what relationships are supposed to look like and this perfect, beautiful, curated version, right? it's really detrimental to a person's well-being when it comes to the health of their own relationships. Yeah, and it must suck for people that really believe in this idea of like relationship goals because then you're like constantly aspiring for something that's not picture perfect underneath it all because we all know that relationships are very complicated. Right. And uh, never are they perfect. Never. Mm-mm. And there's always conflict in relationships. 100%. There's always res- there there can be resolution. Mhm. A healthy relationship is where resolution has an opportunity to happen. Right. Mhm. Right. This was kind of running through my mind a little bit earlier and uh, I think about that term, relationship goals and couple goals. There's been, uh, since social media started, just a huge uprise in people wanting their relationships to be a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. Were there relationship goals prior to social media? Oh, probably, 100%. And I think the quote-unquote relationship goals that there were prior to social media mm-hmm. were probably the typical heteronormative perspective right. of relationships. Okay. Man, woman, kids, so do you dog, think, so do you think this house. How would people consume this information on what relationship goals are supposed to be? Do you think it has to do with media? 100%. Okay, because I think about when television first started, mm-hmm. like there was a or in film, right. there was a portrayal of what perfect family was supposed to look or like. Or what love is supposed to look like, okay, right? right. Let's think about childhood. Okay. Right? Like, I think when I was younger, the relationship goals that I saw were in Disney movie films, mm-hmm. right? So you have damsel in distress, princess needing to be saved by a man. Okay. And then you have Friday night family mm-hmm. TV. Mm-hmm. Family Matters, and you have right. Step by Step, which Step by Step at least was pretty cool because it was like two families oh, yeah. that came together. Oh, that's right. You know, I was excited to see that because it wasn't the heteronormative wasn't nuclear family. Right. And right. it was like, dude, here's two wild families coming mm-hmm. together. And the cousin who chills in the van in the backyard, right? <laughs> who always comes in with some smart. Mm-hmm. commentary and you're mm-hmm. like at the right time at the right time you're like who is this stoner kid living in the backyard you know oh my gosh the, he cody was such a he was, oh, a stoner. He was such a stoner oh my god <laughs> you're now realizing that holy shit he lived in the van he was the he was the was he the nephew of one of them the dad i think yeah or, yeah something I like don't that know. holy shit <laughs> he was a st- <laughs> Okay, I'm glad I'm glad we're kind of going this deep. <laughs> Fuck, I'm glad we went into this conversation about where this portrayal of relationship goals went. But we're excited because there was like this different family on mm-hmm. on on step by step. Holy shit, he's he was the stoner yeah. nephew, yeah, that lived in the van. Yeah, wow, that didn't occur to me because <laughs> i forget how old i was when i used to watch that show probably, probably like 11 11 yeah olivia's age 10 yeah. 11 
So like think about like what you consumed as a child, right? right? And the types of media that you consumed then. It was TV, it was movies, it was film, like you said. It was occasionally maybe magazines because Mm -hmm. at 10, 11 years old, if you're going to like doctor appointments with your parents, Mm -hmm. there was just People Magazine, Us Weekly, Cosmos, all that stuff. And it'll always like depict something about a love life or a relationship or, you know, whatever. And so these are the things that you consume. I think about Iris's age and I think about where she's consuming what relationships are supposed to be like. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time she had created this art collage and it was a girl and a guy running through a field and she was like, oh, this would be like my ideal relationship. And I remember thinking like, where did you see that from? Yeah, It's just what she consumed at the time and what, what was present to her. And now we have social media where we now have access to real people's lives and we get to see other people in love or in relationships. And I think one of the hardest things for me with the idea of hashtag relationship goals or hashtag couple goals is that it is so heavily curated. Mm. And the ones that oftentimes gets a shit ton of likes and comments are the ones where people are showing just this picture perfect romanticized idea of what romance fam- uh, yeah. and love and what family is supposed to look like what family and relationships and all that stuff you know how you mentioned earlier like the pressures and just what it must feel like to have to live up to someone else's expectations i will say there was a point in maybe 2018 or 2016 when I was scrolling through people's social media and seeing just all these couples and I was almost building resentment for our own relationship because I was like, fuck. I I want that. Yeah, like all these people look like they're having this picture perfect, super easy love Mm -hmm. and I wasn't feeling that. There's this comparison that people have. And Mm -hmm. I remember you telling me that was comparison robs us of joy. Mm -hmm. To always see that, I mean, especially when you're consuming things on Instagram, people must be like, wow, I wish I had that. I know I experienced that. Did you ever experience that? I I mean, maybe it's different from you because you're a little desensitized from that because you get to see weddings. I think... And you, you shoot, you photograph weddings. I do photograph weddings. Desensitize in what way? In the trigger. You know, when one sees a picture of this beautiful couple and when they're viewing it, something triggers in them, right? Right. It could be a feeling of, oh my God, I love that for them, so happy for them. And there's a sense of security that person has when they're seeing that media, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas one other person might be seeing the same photo and be triggered with a feeling of insecurity, Mm. Because they might not have that in their relationship or they may have never had that feeling that this photo elicits in any of their previous relationships. So it's like something they haven't experienced before. So there's a desire to want that. There's a jealousy or an envy or whatever it might be, right? But then beyond that, there's like a whole host of other insecurities, which could feel or be like someone not feeling like they're worthy of love like that. Someone feeling like, what's wrong with me? Because I've never experienced that feeling before. Or they might look at themselves and go, my relationship looks nothing like that, actually. And it's okay, but should it look like that? Since you photograph weddings, Mm -hmm. since you photograph folks in love. Bringing it back. Bringing it back. (laughs) 
Do you get that feeling? Do you experience that? Of relationship goals? No. You don't experience that like a slight tinge? No. Oh. Hmm. And maybe I don't. And maybe maybe then I would have, maybe like two, three years ago, I probably would have felt a little something in my bones. A, a little uncomfortable in your A seat. little uncomfortable in my bones. But not so much. I think maybe because I didn't consume that mm-hmm. information on like Instagram. So it wasn't in your feed? It wasn't in my feed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So let's just talk a little bit about relationship goals. What the fuck are relationship goals anyways? I don't even know. Since we're on this whole topic of like picture perfect, that's relationship goals. It's to be perfect. It's to be perfect. So I'm assuming then it's to have a love that feels safe and secure. And curated. <laughs> well, I mean. I mean, right? That's what hashtag relationship goals does. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we pick up the phone a day and scroll hashtag relationship goals. Oh, let's do that right now. Can I look? (laughs) Go for it. All right, let's see here. Tell me what you see. All right, here we go. I'm in the search box. I'm typing in relationship goals right now. (laughs) Tags. 16 million posts. 16 million posts. 16 million hashtags. Use on relationship goals. They're all TikToks. They are. (laughs) A lot of them are. A lot of memes. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what this one says. I wish I was prettier. Man, y'all be so pretty. I look at myself like, what the fuck am I? (laughs) Hashtag relationship goals. I guess. I don't know. I mean, maybe that could be just kind of like an answer that somebody's giving about relationship goals, right? It's all about this pretty love. It's all about this thing that feels always bright. And I think one of the things that drives me really crazy about the idea of hashtag relationship goals or hashtag couple goals is what does that even mean to somebody? Mm -hmm. And why are we looking at other people's relationships and wanting that to be the goal for us? Mm -hmm. To me, I feel like that's a little bit of a disempowered perspective. I think the better question would be, what are my relationship goals and how do I want to define what that looks like for me and my partner? But that's so hard to write for yourself when you're being fed. But then I guess it's up to the person whether or not they want to consume it. Yeah. But then it also comes to self-realization that a person's going to have to have about knowingly being able to admit to themselves, what I'm consuming is unhealthy for me. Yeah. And I think that having that awareness is hard. Having that awareness is if, really If difficult. you don't practice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because I think about our relationship and so many times in podcast interviews and even on this show we've mentioned that we didn't really talk about what we wanted our relationship to necessarily look like or be like, meaning that like we didn't go down the road of going, yep, we want X, Y, Z amount of children. We want this type of thing. We want this type of dog. We didn't go down that path Mm -hmm. of creating what this ideal relationship would look like. And in some way, I think that actually helped us to our advantage. Because that gave us room to explore what our relationship could look like if we weren't determining it on someone else's expectations, values, and or goals of what it's supposed to be. And you just saying that I was actually thinking about my relationship goals. I'm thinking about my relationship goals as a child. Mm -hmm. And I think we've talked about this before and I've talked about this before is the fact that I based a lot of my relationship on what I saw modeled for me 
in my household. And that was, you know, my parents married, I had three older siblings, lived in a big house, and that was kind of it for me. Yeah, but you didn't know the inner workings of no. like the relationship and no. the intricacies. No. I remember back in 2016 when I was feeling frustrated with our relationship because I just was like, oh my God, I don't know where this disconnect is. And I knew exactly what was happening at the time for me. I mean, I was experiencing my own growth because I had just started my fitness journey and I was kind of going through this moment of, oh my God, I want a new career. And so there was this feeling that I had of disconnection between you and I because I was starting to see the distance between our emotional growth was becoming a little bit more apparent and it was becoming a little bit more uncomfortable. And I remember the very first time that I actually got onto social media and I was like, yo, marriage is fucking hard and no one ever talks about this, talks about it. Mm -hmm. No one ever discusses the hard conversations. No one ever discusses conflict. Well, there aren't a lot of conversations because there's a lot of shame behind it. 100%. Right. Shame and, and judgment from like your closest friends, your family. And sometimes people don't want to publicly talk about things because then there's this idea that everything is falling apart. And that they failed. That they failed. And then you'll even get like the narrative of, oh, you should leave this person. Right. Because of X, Y, and Z. Well, because it's not hashtag relationship goals and easy. Right. Or perfect. Right. It's also not to discredit that there are some relationships out there mm -hmm. that actually don't really have very much conflict. Yeah. And their dynamic is very smooth sailing and they're very collaborative and they're able to have those discussions without having to deal with so much repair. And I think it just goes back to, you know, if you're in a relationship or you're wanting to be in a relationship, what are your boundaries? What do you want? How do you express them? How are you open with your partner? How do you guys communicate? How do you resolve? How do you apologize? Yeah. Which I think is also important. Yeah. And I even think in uh, us sharing those stories on uh, our Instagram feeds about how we go through conflict and how we even apologize. And people do hashtag relationship goals. It's like, all right, this is part of the ugly of our relationship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, It's part of the dirt that you have to just get into. And do the hard work. And do the hard work. Not like, not like the dirt. I mean, sometimes literally the dirt. <laughs> but yes, I mean, do, doing the hard work. And, and, you know, I think you mentioned something earlier, which I thought was so great is that so many people feel ashamed and they do look at themselves as failures if their relationships aren't portrayed in this hashtag couple goals or hashtag relationship goals. And with that sentiment, I also just want to acknowledge that I know that feeling. Yeah. And it fucking sucks because I remember going through that with you and I was like, I'm failing as a wife. But in those moments where things were crappy, and things were hard and things were a little bit challenging. I would look at those photos and I was like, man, I must be doing something wrong as a woman to not please my man. Yeah. Because he clearly in this hashtag relationship goals photo is looking at her like he desires the shit out of her. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Jonathan looks at me like I'm like Langonisa on a <laughs> plate with rice. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. 
With some vinegar on the side <laughs> to dip it, and then the, the eggs. So someone's going through their social media and like, what kind of advice do you have to say if they start feeling that way? And I guess also this could be a really good way for you to tune into some of the DMs that you've gotten from women. Okay. About just like, when they look at us, they're just like, man, I love your open family. I love how like great you guys are. I love... Let's kind of rewind. Let's rewind. I want to rewind because you're already talking about messages of people. Okay, so multiple questions. So you're asking about when we get messages now... About people saying, oh my gosh, I love how open your family is. Let's talk about when people didn't know how open we were. Well, actually, just with like our open relationship. Mm. Okay. So, so where I'm going with this is when you and I both started posting our conflicts and the things that we went through and the things that you typically don't see as relationship goals... People would always say, wow, you guys are very brave for doing this and being vulnerable. And I think it's beautiful. And it's like, those are relationship goals. But it was interesting because they didn't really know the full story. Yeah. Right. They didn't know the behind the scenes. About like how much you and I went through as far as like in our arguments and in our conflict. Mm -hmm. How we actually got our hands dirty. Oh, yeah. We rolled up our sleeves. Right. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that now? You know, I think one of the first posts that we shared was about just redefining our love mm, back mm. in October 2018. Oh, yeah. Literally days before you met Chris. Mm, mm-hmm. And in that post, I remember saying, I asked you to remarry me. I said to you, I want to destroy our old marriage mm-hmm. to rebuild a new one. And the reason why I asked you that was because our old marriage was based on hashtag relationship goals. Well, I mean... Per se. Per se. The level of depth that we have now is unbelievable. But what would I say now to the people who were commenting back in 2018, 2019, when we would share some of our intimate lessons and they were like, hashtag relationship goals. I would say to them, now you can say that to us. And it's not because of polyamory. It's not because of ethical non-monogamy. It's not because we opened up our relationship. That was the vehicle that we use to have these hard, messy conversations. But you and I have truly transformed ourselves and then our relationship into something so much more. And so I would just be like, yeah, fuck yeah, you can relationship goals us. Yeah. That's cool. I can totally stand into that and I can lean into that and I can feel brave enough but, to... But, you, but we didn't like it before when people would say that. Because they didn't know. Because they didn't know. They didn't know. What we actually went through. They had no idea that we were grinding it out, talking, Mm -hmm. and really trying to work through our own different perspectives to see if we can gain one that was working for us. And I thought, if I could just pull you to the sidelines. (laughs) (laughs) May I have a word with you? May I have a word with you? Right. You know, and I remember like slowly telling people about it, mm-hmm. not through Instagram, but just our, you know, close circle our of close friends. friends. And even for them, a lot of them were just kind of in awe. And a lot of them were in awe and also willing to be in the arena with us and support us while we were going through a lot of that, which I thought was amazing. Any advice for people who are going through Instagram and they're like, oh my God, hashtag relationship goals. And they come up through something. And they feel triggered about that post. What would you say to them? 
triggered about the post or something in their own relationship? Triggered about the post because mm. it's something due to their own relationship mm-hmm. or their feeling of lacking. I see. I guess I would start with comparison. Don't compare yourself to what you might actually think is relationship goals or the idea of a picture-perfect relationship. Because like you said, comparison really robs us of joy. Mm -hmm. And I know about comparison. Mm -hmm. I definitely know about comparison. Because oftentimes in the the past, I would really compare myself to Chris. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I came to this place of finding self-worth and knowing self-love and valuing myself that I actually stopped comparing myself. Yeah. And, and in that, I was actually able to be truly happy. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't just feel so down all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I guess when a couple sees hashtag relationship goals, I think the best thing to do is not compare yourselves to what, what you might think is, is picture perfect because we can all admit that relationships are fucking difficult. Yeah. I mean, they can be easy. They can be easy. With a lot of work. With a lot of work on yourself, I think. Uh, I think it obviously starts with the work on oneself. Yeah. Because obviously if you get two individuals who've done a lot of work on themselves and they happen to be into a relationship together, they'll already be able to carry themselves well. In that relationship. In that relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm sure things will come up. 100%. But the tools that they have to have that self-awareness, mm-hmm. it should be easier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What would you say to somebody who is trying to define love for themselves? Like, what is love? Love is love. <laughs> love is love. Love is love. <laughs> you can write your own love. Yeah. Don't let someone else write what love is for you. Mm, that's beautiful. Right? Yeah. Don't put it in a box. Right? Because if you do, then you're going to be living by someone else's standards of what loving is. Mm. Mm. And and then what? And then you you're disappointed if you can't find what that love is. Yeah. Because you've based it on someone else's standards of what love is. People will completely close themselves off to all different kinds of love based on someone else's standards. Mm-hmm. And it's so painful to do that. To feel like you don't know what love is. It's so painful for anyone to base their own reality on someone else's standards. Yeah. Because everybody experiences it so differently. I'm thinking about the different dynamics of the relationship that you and I have and then the dynamic that like Chris and I have. Mm -hmm. And they're so different. And they're so similar in so many ways, but they're very different. We have this like rom-com about our relationship. Mm -hmm. And I I love it. Like romantic comedy. I love the rom-com. And then Chris and I have this like kind of highly adult relationship. Cerebral movie. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? My head hurts. <laughs> I mean, some of those movies are great sometimes, but you can always have fun with a rom com. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think about people's needs and people's like full on human expressions. Right. And it's amazing if you can find yourself in a relationship that fulfills you in all the experiences that you want. In life. But sometimes that's not always going to be there. No, it's not. And sometimes it's going to take a little bit of hard work. A little bit of hard work. A little bit of hard work to get there. So as we're talking about this, I was actually thinking again about (laughs) Mad Men. Okay. What was Mad Men? It was about an advertising firm. Mm -hmm. 
Think about what was pushed out in the 50s in America. Mm-hmm. And that people consumed through television and radio and magazines and mm-hmm. newspapers. And I think about the relationship with advertising and how it was portrayed in Mad Men about what the family was supposed to look like. I didn't get too far into that show, but I do remember that there was always fucking something fucked up in between all the relationships. Like, who was the main guy? John John Hamm. He was the, the main character. Mm-hmm. He was married. Mm-hmm. I think they had a son. Mm-hmm. There was some beef going on between him and his wife, right? But Mm -hmm. then they had to portray themselves as like this perfect American family with the white picket fence. Yep. Right? Yep. So that's also relationship goals are being pushed then. Mm -hmm. And I was actually thinking like going even deeper (laughs) before like television and radio. Yep. And before like really print or magazines. Mm I think obviously wealth had a lot to play with it. Oh, 100%. You know, so what I'm specifically thinking about, this is like how, this is how my mind works. Oh, and I love it. Go, I like go see there, it like a movie. There. So I'm, I'm just imagining like it being, I don't know, like the 1600s okay. in some colonized city, <laughs> yep. right? Some, some uh, techni- technologically advanced modern marvel of a city. Okay. Okay. So like maybe like London or something. London. <laughs> London. <laughs> I don't know. Iris does a better British accent okay. than that I, I do. Um, and you would have like your middle class people. Mm. And you would obviously have your people of wealth. Yeah. Obviously, you look up to them. They look so regal. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. But... Even then, they don't know the full picture. They don't know the full picture. They don't know if guy is cheating on his wife or if the wife is cheating on her husband or if there's just, you know, relationship goals probably goes really fucking deep. I mean, it goes really deep. Really, really deep. And how, I, I, how far back are we going to go? Can we go back <laughs> to like the caveman era? No, because back then, you have to remember. It was all tribes. It was all tribes. They all worked together. And everything, I mean, polyamory is not a new thing, okay. right? There's, there's people who have done... Uh, sexual minority studies and studies on sexuality and just positive psychology. And some of those studies actually point to research of cultures back then where cultures pretty much were in very polyamorous-like situations. And so this idea of ownership of people, not something that was present then. Gee, I don't know where it comes from. You're going to say the patriarchy? <laughs> Yes. It, oh, it maybe does. they'll start back with the caveman days because, like, they would like the dudes, like the the cavemen, would like knock the cavewomen out on their heads and then drag <laughs> them off into the caves. I think that was mostly cartoons. Was that just cartoons? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't gone through that much research to look up that part. <laughs> it's the patriarchy. It but is. I mean, it, it's it's all that if you think about it, right? You know, you have these, and I love that we went there. Like, I kind of love that we went there with this because it these always are, goes back to the fucking patriarchy. <laughs> these are the conversations we have when we're talking about decolonizing love and decolonizing relationships and like where did all this shit stem from where did this whole heteronormative man and wife shit come from and we're always like all right what are marriage contracts what do they actually mean why were they designed in the first place what was the purpose of them right et cetera et cetera (laughs) Uh. and i love how you pointed out just wealth and 
you know, the 60s and the 50s when here in America, that form of advertising and that form of depiction of, well, of what family the, life. Well, even what a, I'm, I'm just imagining 50s <laughs> advertisements in my head right now. Go for okay? it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect American house, right? Got the picket fence. You got the nicely trimmed hedges. I really wish people could see how you look like right now because it's so cute. The the nicely trimmed hedges. They have a porch. There's an American flag hanging in whatever the the flag holder thing. Mm -hmm. Dad is sitting there reading his newspaper Mm -hmm. with his comb over and his fedora. Feet kicked up. Mm -hmm. Wife is doing what? Cooking. Serving him a lemonade. With some lemonade. And what are the kids doing? Playing around the yard. And it's interesting because they knew back then that women were the ones who were were consuming that information the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's fucking madman. It was an advertising firm run by men. Yeah. Wow. Fuck the patriarchy. Talk about just unlearning on this I podcast know. episode. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like Owen Wilson. Wow. <laughs> you mentioned it, right? Like you said, advertising back then. This is the 50s. Right. This okay. is the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. Who ran advertising back then? Men. Uh, what kind of men? Bright. <laughs> you can say it. White. White men. White men. Mm-hmm. White men in America who was creating the picture Mm -hmm. of what relationship goals were supposed to look like back then. Okay, so we're going to, I'm going to take a left turn really fast because now I'm thinking about our culture. Filipino culture? Yes. Okay. This is a colonized culture. Yep. And also, they took on a lot of like American tendencies, even when it came to advertising Mm -hmm. and for them to portray what a good wife should be doing. Yeah. We're going back on your street. <laughs> I like the little detour. It was kind of like a, you took a stop to go check out a scenery. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I need to go take a picture. That looks really pretty. Actually, no, not pretty. It's just, I'm just very curious about it. And it's, then we're going gonna to go down. <laughs> it's like me stopping at like an abandoned gas station going, I want to take a picture of that. You're like, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> and, but, but, but for me, I'm like, Oh, he's going to take a picture of that and it's going to look like a cool ass print. So okay, okay. <laughs> we're going to stop Okay, <laughs> and, and I'm going to let him do this do thing. It. And then, okay, now we're going to get back, back in the car and we're back on, we're back on track. So we're back on track <laughs> okay. and we're talking about Americana culture well, in the fifties and sixties. Ran right? by white men. Ran by white men. There was no diversity back then. No diversity. There was no idea of inclusion. Mm-hmm. There was no idea of sharing what other relationships could look like. Because even back in the 50s and 60s, they were against interracial marriage. Mm -hmm. They were against... Same-sex marriage. Same-sex couples. Same-sex couples. They were against gay. (laughs) Yes. You know, so if you think about just our own human rights revolution, Mm -hmm. it started about 16 years later in the 50s, right? Mm -hmm. So 1967 was roughly when... All this revolution started to happen, kind of like where we are now, Yeah, which is kind of wild. And it's about that time where we kind of unlearn what some of these heteronormative perspectives are on love and relationship goals, because it's really, really 
affecting our own well-being mm -hmm. as a culture. To have to live up to, you know, romanticized white ideas of what a relationship is. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I hate to call it out that way, but when we look at history, that's what it is. It, it is. You know, you kind of had to like look at the facts of like what that is and where that all stemmed from mm. and what was depicted back then. And that was only 40 years ago. 1967, where we started to have a wider evolution of human expression. Is that 40 years? 1967, it's 2010. <laughs> what year is it? 20. <laughs> what year 2020? is it? 2020. <laughs> oh, shit. I've been in this pandemic for way too long. <laughs> I was like, 50 years? 50 years? <laughs> this is my partner, <laughs> Joe. I can do math. I promise. <laughs> I love recording in here with you. <laughs> uh, okay. I, and I think we're going to just unlearn what relationship goals are. That fucking hashtag. <laughs> just to get back to the idea of relationship goals, like fuck relationship goals. Write what your own relationship goals are. Write what your own relationship goals are. And, you know, if you're looking at how do I even begin? Shit. Curiosity. I mean, curiosity. Conversation. And just start first with what you value as a person and then talk to your partner or future partners and see what you value together. And then also take a look at the values that were passed down on you by culture, family, and friends and take them as inspiration of maybe things that you want to bring into your own relationship goals, but don't completely be influenced by that because you truly have the ability to design the relationship of your dreams. Right. But what happens when you're single and you're working off a checklist? The Build-A-Partner? <laughs> yeah. You love that, don't you? I do. That was hilarious. What episode was that on? Um, I forget, but Build-A-Partner. It was like a listener questions one that we did. It was a listener question one. This ain't no Build-A-Partner. This ain't no Build-A-Partner. I think it's important for those who are single and... Uh, may or may not be looking for a partner to walk through life with. Oh, I'm sure we all are sometimes, but also at the same time, some people don't. Don't work off a checklist based off of someone else's standards. Yeah, write your own. Yeah, because you might end up with a partner that... Has no eye? <laughs> I think that's what you totally said yeah. in that. <laughs> oh, man. I love this, you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us ramble a little bit about <laughs> while, relationship goals. While I had the cannabis. <laughs> Watch, people are going to be like, oh my God, I love John on... <laughs> on on weeds. <laughs> oh my goodness. Or maybe they won't. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. I don't know. Let us know. Rate us. Mm. Write us a review. Wow. If you like this episode, <laughs> share it with a friend. Yeah. Or two. Or your family. Or more. And also, if you really enjoy listening to this episode, help us out, you guys. Share a screenshot. Post it on your social media. Don't forget to tag us, at Hella Married. This way, we can keep the messy conversations going on and off the air. That sounded really good. Was that amazing? That was good. You should do that. I will do that. That should be your thing. I will do that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Tune in next week when we talk about whatever we want to talk about, because guess what? 
This is our show. <laughs> Stupid. Later. You can subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, Breaker, or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on social at Hella Married. And don't forget that you can ask us anything on our website at hellamarried.wtf. That's right, fam. WTF. And just so you know, we'll dish out our advice just like your Filipino tita and tita would. But way cooler. Way cooler. And please, if you enjoyed the episode, we'd love it if you just share with one friend or leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Peace out. <laughs>